Hello and welcome to the Essential Empowerment Podcast. My name is Amelia Adrian. Together in this space, we'll listen and learn about the ability of essential oils to heal and transform our lives. This is a place for us to diffuse wisdom, to share our understandings and to grow our appreciation for the power of plant medicine with essential oils. And I'm so glad you're here. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. So happy to be here in this space, this shared space with you where we can open our hearts, open our minds, open our understandings about how to stay well and even happy or at best more peaceful as we move through our lives. So as I record this, we are mid-December 2022 and we had our first snow here in London. I think it was actually the first snow that we've had in quite some time, like maybe three or four years I even want to suggest and it's gorgeous beautiful looks so pretty it's lingering we're still I think we're now day two or day three and it's still here very much in show in my garden and it makes everything look so lovely and of course it changes the way we hear it changes the sound and it does invite us all to move a little bit slower and to hunker down and to center in. And of course, the first snow heralds the start of winter in many ways, reminds us that we have this time of stillness, of quietness, of reflection that we associate with winter. What it also reminds us of is our ability to be resilient, which is so needed at this time especially if you are drawn into all of the demands of creating Christmas, if that's falling on your shoulders, or even if you're around others who are creating that celebration, because we all get drawn into that energy, whether it's part of our own diary or not, we all feel it just from being out and about in the world. Resilience is one of the most powerful reminders for all of us. There's a couple of definitions I'll share with you. The first one for resilience is how quickly we can come back to balance after a setback, after a mistake, or after perceived difficult times. I think we can all really understand that definition of resilience, simply that ability of our body, of our heart, of our mind to return to return to a place of homeostasis, a place of understanding, a place of equilibrium, whether that be physically, whether that be emotionally, mentally. The other definition I also like, which is maybe a little more abstract, is resilience offers us the opening, if you like, to hold two truths, to hold space for more than one truth. When we can do this, when we can hold in our being the possibility that there are there is not just one way of thinking, there is not just one way of being, but there is actually paradoxically two or more ways of being that are truthful. It releases our need to be right, which is very powerful, and it releases the grip that we have on needing to be right. And in doing so, it opens us up, it relaxes us and it releases us, and that can only increase our resilience. 
Of course, at this time, there can be lots of physical ailments, physical illnesses, lots of colds, coughs, all sorts of different things that can take us. And the need to pay attention to our body, the need to pay attention to our mental state, the need to pay attention to our heart can really build resilience so that we don't necessarily fall prey to any of those physical ailments, which let's be honest, none of us need and none of us want right now, especially if there are demands on our time to create a celebration. Factors that support our ability to be resilient are our personal control or our conscious awareness. So that would be how um, how open we are, how present we are with our own patterns, our own habits, our, our conscious awareness. A second factor that supports resilience is our positive outlook. I've spoken quite a lot in the past about not needing to drop into toxic positivity so perhaps I might frame it more as a, a grateful outlook what's what's going really well for me right now what can I be happy about or at least grateful about in my life have I got a warm house have I got plenty of water to drink do I have food do I have clothes on my back all of these things that can create this quality of gratitude in our being time connected to nature is another thing that really supports our ability to be resilient. It takes us outside of ourselves, it broadens our perspective. You know, visually, even just when we go out in nature, we start to look beyond just the narrow confines of maybe our sight. Maybe, for example, when we're just looking at the computer screen, we are just focused in one direction. And then when we go out in nature, of course, we have this whole vista to gaze upon and actually there's studies that show that when we broaden physically broaden our our gaze just to slightly outside of slightly angled outwards both eyes slightly angled outwards almost as if we were looking at 10 o'clock with the left eye and two o'clock with the right eye you can practice this now with me if it's safe for you to do that there's a calming effect on the body and we know of course the more calm the more um the more we can invite calm into our body the greater our ability is to be resilient. Quality sleep, of course, is the powerful, easy, in many ways, addition to create resilience. Getting to bed earlier, particularly when it's darker, that can be easier for those of you that are night owls. Perhaps if it's possible for you to lie in earlier in the, uh, later in the morning, excuse me. Just anything where you start to really prioritize your quality and your quantity of sleep. Another thing that is been shown to build resilience is touch. So where can you hold somebody's hand? Where can you offer a, a warm hug? Where can you reach out and connect to somebody? Looking and seeking out those opportunities, and obviously if it's appropriate to do so, connecting with somebody else, with another human, with an animal, with a beloved pet to, increase the opportunities, the times when you are engaged in touch with another sentient being. And a final thing that builds resilience is a sense of purpose. So what is your meaning? What is your reason for getting up in the morning and for moving through your day? Is it something very simple such as I am creating a peaceful presence in my being and those that and transmitting that to those around me. I'm creating a loving being in my presence and to those around me. 
maybe you have a, a very specific purpose connected to a cause, just tuning into what might be your purpose without getting too overly concerned about creating something really huge and massive and life-changing because that can actually be distracting particularly when we do get drawn into the different causes and all the different ways that we can become an activist not to deny that that's somebody's calling or for some of us that's that's the calling but just tuning into your specific maybe very gentle calling and sense of purpose and allowing that to infuse through your actions and through your day. So we can cultivate these this awareness. So remembering that the first factor that supported our ability to be resilient is our conscious awareness. And we can cultivate that with a few different practices. Of course, I'm going to tell you to practice yoga. I'm going to tell you to meditate because these are the two things that I have found to be so helpful in opening up my awareness, my self-awareness. Equally helpful are walks in nature, that time where there's nothing to do other than to be. There's nothing to do other than to be the person, the being, the the sentient being who's walking through the park, who's walking through the forest, who's walking along the beach, if you're lucky enough to live by the water. Journaling, of course, this is really helpful and it doesn't have to be a really long session, I found. You can simply sit for five minutes, ten minutes and just allow your higher self, if you like, just to speak through you, just allow the words to flow through you. Journal, maybe there's a particular potent question that you want to ask and just allow that to be embodied through you and made real in inverted commas onto the page with actual words so rather than having it as a a a train of thought moving through your mind let it come through that space and onto the page there's something about writing things down that gives us clarification remember what we're cultivating here is a a deeper listening to ourselves so we can really understand what we need in each moment Of course, using the essential oils, and I'll come on to which oils I think are helpful for resilience in a moment. And resting, simple poses where you rest. Legs up the wall is a great one. I'll put a link in for you to to watch a little video so that you can see how you can do that if that's something that's newer to you. It's my favorite restorative pose and can be done so easily. Using the oils, using them on a particular point, maybe diffusing them, maybe just putting a drop or two into your palm of your hand and just breathing in, taking that moment of connection with the medicine of the oils to allow yourself to stop, to come to stillness, to come to stillness and to check in and allow this to amplify your conscious awareness. Some little journal prompts that might be helpful to you, and these can be done through just a mental check-in or you can write them down is to ask yourself, what am I seeking in this present moment? What am I seeking in this present moment? Am I seeking something very external and unnecessary? Asking yourself, is it completely necessary to do this next task, action, activity, purchase? (laughs) Or will the world keep turning if I simply do less, buy less, stop uh, the the churning, the churning of the wheel that we're all on. You know, I totally hold my hand up as being completely on this wheel as well, that we're all on to keep pushing through. 
Does it serve me and my loved ones to keep pushing through? Or is there a different template that can I, I can start to create around this, around this time, this time of winter, this time of Christmas preparation, if that's you? And then very quiet and still, just for a moment asking, what is the next aligned action for me? What is the next aligned action for me? Hmm. Being very still and listening beyond the frequency of mental chatter and obey the instructions. It's one thing to hear the instructions and what I'm finding out is it's a completely next level practice to actually obey the instructions because the truth is we all know what's right. We all know what's best for us in any given moment. We all have a deep inner compass that just knows. The practice is to release the noise so that we can hear and then obey, obey our inner compass, obey our inner guidance. Good. So essential oils can help us in a very profound way with creating and cultivating resilience. They help us with stress. They help us improve our sleep. They also help focus us. They help with alertness and with perception. Of course, they guide and support our mood, our emotional well-being. And they also help to shape our impression, both of ourself and others. So in all these ways, essential oils do bring us to a place where we can cultivate and become more aligned with our ability to be resilient. So I'll give you a couple of oil suggestions. The first oil that I turn to if there has been uh, over-compromising, if you like, of my nervous system, any sort of shock, any sort of overexertion, any sort of pushing myself too hard, where I feel a sense of depletion on any level, physical, emotional, spiritual. The oil that I use regularly is helichrysum. Helichrysum is a beautiful oil for tending to our wounds, tending to our emotional wounds, our physical wounds. And the way that I use it, many of you also use it in this way, I know because I've heard all of your gorgeous stories, is I place a drop on my finger, diluted of course, because helichrysum is a very precious oil. And then I just place it on the center point of my chest, this point called CV17, if you want to look it up on your internet, if it's newer to you. And I hold here for a couple of minutes and just allow it to be a point of reconnection. There can be an intention that you set with this, which is that you call different parts of yourself back home. So different parts of yourself that may have been scattered, which I understand can sound maybe a little abstract, but if you tune in, it's actually very practical. Thinking about times when maybe you have promised to do something and you did it, but really it stretched you too far. And actually maybe it was something that depleted you, but you did it anyway. In that way, you gave a piece of yourself away to a situation or a person that actually that piece of yourself wants to be recalled back home to yourself, to, to, your, to your being, to your presence. Perhaps in a conversation, we all do this, okay? Maybe you agreed with somebody who... With, with, with somebody or something that somebody was saying, but actually you didn't really agree with them, but you just kind of went along with the conversation just to kind of keep the peace so as not to stir, you know, not to rock the boat, to keep everything smooth. But in that way, a part of ourself is being abandoned. 
Now, I'm not saying that you always speak absolutely what's on your mind. We all have to make these subtle adjustments depending on the situation that we're in and the people that we're talking to. But regulate, bring yourself back to yourself, acknowledge that that happened in that moment, in that conversation and recall yourself back home to yourself. I have to do this a lot of the time when I'm with certain people in my family who have very different views to me around the media, around world events. And rather than me present my opinion, I have to simply, because that just wouldn't work in the situation, it would just cause disharmony and distress to everybody. So what I do is I will simply listen and sometimes I'll find myself nodding. <laughs> I won't necessarily say, oh yes, I agree, but I'll find myself nodding. And I know it's a compromise of my own inner navigation system, of my own inner beliefs. And it costs me, subtly, but it costs me. So when I use helichrysum on that heart point, CV17, bring it, bringing myself back home to myself, there's a recognition. That situation was slightly challenging for me. I had to bend in some way. Those beliefs were not my own beliefs that I had to sit amongst and be within. And so practicing this returning home regularly helps us to stay centered so we don't give pieces of ourselves away when we don't really mean to. So I hope that's explained that a little bit better for you. Hmm. Second oil that I really love to use when I'm feeling in need of support and nourishment for my being is neroli essential oil. It's a very obvious choice really if we think about it because a lot of our compromises can come from hardening, hardening to our own inner compass, our own inner voice, our own needs. And neroli is the queen oil, if you like, for softening, for bringing everything to sweetness. She has this angelic quality where she soothes us, she supports us, she's very soft. I always think of her as kind of this floaty, kind of angelic, dreamlike being who envelops me, who envelops us with safety, with a sense of acknowledgement and a sense of safety. You can use Neroli as a perfume, as a pure fume. She's a great oil to use for that. Behind the ears, on the pulse points, also a real affinity with the heart center. So she's also lovely to use in that space. Gorgeous oil for softening, you know, pushing on through, pushing beyond our limits, beyond our boundaries, which can be something that we fall into in this season when it seems like there's so much to do. Cultivating awareness, using neroli in those moments to call everything back to softness. And the third oil that I want to talk about with you is Arbovitae. Arbovitae, what a magnificent oil. Arbovitae comes from what is known as the tree of life, also known as the giving tree. Some people talk about Arbovitae as having great ancestor medicine. So I'm feeling Arbovitae would be a very useful oil to work with during this season, particularly if you're bumping up against family members, relatives, particularly if they're family members, relatives or situations that might be prompting for you, triggering for you. 
It contains a very powerful life force energy, Arbor Vitae. It's an oil that has a particularly unique chemical construction, chemical makeup, if you like. It's very supportive for resilience. It has, the, 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 the makeup of the compound is seven-sided. Most compounds are six-sided. The Arbor Vitae compound is seven-sided. And what this means is it's slightly unique in its, its formation and its construction. And what it also means is that when it comes, uh, when, when it comes up against um, a threat, such as uh, threats from nature, that is, so insect attack or disease, it has huge resilience because those threats, those external threats in nature, don't actually know what to do <laughs> because it's not the regular six-sided compound that they're used to. So what you'll find is it really protects the tree, this compound, protects it from rot, protects it from insects. Even after one of these great trees falls down, it can take decades and decades for that tree to rot because of these specific compounds. It's also very high in esters, which is very unusual for a tree oil. Tiffany Carroll talks about Arbor Vitae as an incredibly robust essential oil. She says it's an incredibly robust fragrance and the energetic that initiates a significant boost to the yang energy of the body. She continues, this increases the healthy kidney fire and our connection to a sense of purposefulness and potency in the world. So remember one of the keys to creating more resilience is to drop into your sense of purposefulness. So this might be a really useful oil to work with if you're calling that in, if you're asking, what is my purpose today? You know, how may I best serve the world? How may I best be a vessel? Think of Arbor Vitae as a companion in that. And if you're feeling depleted and finding your sense of purpose is like, I don't have the space to find that today, Still, you can use Arbor Vitae to create a sense of resilience in your body, in your being. Couple of places you can apply it. I mean, I love to diffuse it. Let me just say that first. I love to diffuse it and I love to diffuse it particularly with wild orange. So wild orange amplifies the quality of any of the essential oils that it's working with. And the citrus, the, the kind of sweet citrus of the wild orange really um, I know, not that it cuts through, but it really just, I find it amplifies the, the Arbor Vitae, which is quite a distinctive fragrance. So two points on your body, which would be very simple to work with are the belly button area. And rather than apply like in the belly button, what you can do is just dilute your Arbor Vitae with some coconut oil and just circle around the belly button there. This is the, the place in our body where of course, we were connected to our mother, where we were nourished, where we were fed. So it's a very powerful and sensitive place for us to work with. So be gentle with yourself as you work with this area. And maybe you do this every day for seven days and just notice what that practice brings up for you. Another place you can apply, and you could either do this separately or even at the same time, so a, a by a dual point <laughs> that you could apply at the same time is the point GV4. You can look this up on the internet again if you don't know this point, but it's basically behind the belly button on your back. So it's where your true waist is. And then if you, so if you put your hands on your waist now and then trace your hands back to the middle 
to your spine, that's where GV4 is. So applying the oil there, and it can almost, even just placing my finger there actually without the oil, I can feel there's um, a subtle but, but helpful upsurge in my energy, kind of lifts my energy. I've got a little spritzer recipe for you as well that you can use, which is adapted from the book, The Gifts of the Essential Oils. And this is a spritzer recipe to bring in protection so you know if you're going into spaces where you need where you're calling on more protection for yourself and for your energy think about this creating this little spritzer for yourself and the essential oils that you will have in there would be geranium which gives us that heart uh, that lovely heart energy ylang ylang also gives us the heart energy lemon essential oil which is very uh clarifying and then also adding in your Arbor Vitae. And you can just play around with the drops, with the, the ratios, by smelling each oil individually and seeing which one feels most potent and most powerful. So you, for example, Arbor Vitae is very strong. So you may need less drops of the Arbor Vitae, for example, than say the lemon. Ylang Ylang also has a very powerful aroma. So maybe less drops of Ylang Ylang than the lemon, maybe middle kind of a number of drops for your geranium. Good. Okay, I think that's good. That's what I wanted to share with you today. Do take it easy. Consider the ways that you can cultivate time, space for yourself this week. Consider the ways that you can slow down. My coach is talking a lot about the, the pace of life and slowing us down to the speed of love. Slowing us down to the speed of love. So perhaps there are some of these simple ways I've suggested with the oils, with the practices, where you can just take a few deep breaths, ask yourself those questions, <laughs> come back to your internal wisdom, your internal guidance system, you know best, and the oils will simply serve to bring you home and to bring you back to that pace, that rhythm, the speed of love. Wishing you so much joy and peace and love today and for the rest of the days this week and see you very soon.